today we're going to uh, just do a quick AMA with Shaquille McRae, 30 Under 30 nominee, and uh, my brother from another mother. So a little bit about myself, um, John Newman, I've been in real estate since 2003. I'm team leader for Keller Williams Flagship of Maryland and CEO of the Newman Real Estate Group and um, a member of the Think Real Estate community. So make sure you check us out at Think Real Estate. You can just search it on Facebook. Uh, it's basically a community that we're building to just give back to the industry um, add value to to other realtors and agents in the industry. But anywho, today we're going to uh, just have a quick conversation with Shaquille McRae, 30 Under 30 nominee. Um, Shaquille, tell us just a little bit about yourself. I mean, I've known you for a while, but some of the guests out there have may not know who you are. So just go back to how did you get into real estate? What has your life been like? Like, how did you get to the point... 30 under 30, that's a pretty prestigious, um, you know, what is there, like 50,000 real estate agents under the age of 30? I think it's something like that, yeah. 30, 50,000, something like that. And to be uh, nominated as one of the finalists, that's a pretty big deal. So how did you get here? Like, just just tell us your story. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I would say that I started working uh, pretty early um, in my life. I've always had a job since 14, and I was always interested in, just being out and doing things and really uh, making money. Um, so that started pretty early for me. Um, I had a full-time job around the age of 18 at Best Buy. And I think all of that early work kind of set me up to land a railroad job. Uh, I was pretty young uh, at the time going in trying to get that job. Didn't have much experience, but I think I was able to make a good impression on the people that were interviewing me. Uh, so I ended up getting that job, uh, skipped college my first semester uh, because I was down in Atlanta doing railroad school. Um, and then from there, um, was working a full-time job. I was at CSX. Um, I was working a full-time job there um, and then going to school at night uh, full-time as well. Uh, went through kind of like the winter and the summer semesters just so I can, in my mind, kind of get back on track with my calendar year. Um, and then I ended up graduating on time. Um, and when I graduated, um, along that process, um, you know, being at college and just going to school at night, um, I wanted to make sure that my last year on campus was a year where I actually got to experience college as opposed to just kind of working all day and then going in and getting my work done at night. Um, so that year I did two really big things that really shifted my life. One was I joined a fraternity um, and you know, I love my brothers and they made me into the person I am today. I think they had a large part in that. Um, and then also uh, I started a real estate club, co-founded uh, with Brenton Hess. Uh, we grew that club to be one of the biggest in Towson's history. Um, and you know, from that experience, got licensed myself. Um, you, you know, we helped a bunch of people get licensed, made some relationships within the industry. Uh, you were one of the the speakers that came out to our club, and you, know, you were one of the most frequent ones, and we always took our speakers out uh, to go to Bill Bateman's on campus uh, after our I meetings. remember that night. Yeah, we always took our speakers out. Um, and so, you know, kind of met with you two or three times. We started to develop a relationship. I had my license, um, started working with Newman really before I was 
before I was really fully in the real estate industry, that first year, um, I did a lot of like source and investment deals for people. Um, and you know, from there, uh, <laughs> I just I just started to see that where I was at CSX, you know, in my career, I was really had one of the highest jobs I could have in the union, um, you know, at a pretty young age. Um, and I just started to think about, was this what I wanted to do for the next 45 years? Um, and when I graduated, there was kind of like that void of the fraternity stopping. Um, you know, I'm not in college full time. I was just like kind of like working and that gave me like extra time to really think about, you know, was this what I wanted to be doing? Um, so I came and I had a conversation with you. I think at one point I was gonna uh, sell insurance with Primerica or yeah, so, yeah, yeah, actually, <laughs> something yeah, like yeah, that. Actually. I was looking for something. And so I came in, I had a conversation with you and you said, you know, like maybe take this a little bit more serious. A um, Couple years later, uh, you know, I ended up quitting that full-time job and kind of taking the leap in real estate. And then from there, just kind of put my head down. So, so when you were at Towson, so you're at Towson, um, you're a full-time course load at Towson. Yeah. And then you're, you're working at CSX. Mm -hmm. Um, was it your intention that like, was Towson, was going to college, what were the plans at, at that point in time? What were the plans? What, what did you think? Like, okay, I'm going to go to Towson. I'm going to get my degree. I think your degree is in business, if mm -hmm. I remember correctly. Like, what was the thought process? You know, you're 20 years old at that time or, you know, somewhere between 18 and 22. Um, what is your thought process of what your trajectory looks like at that time? Yeah, so uh, when I was going to college, it was really just a way to move up higher inside of the railroad. Okay. Um, so, you know, I got that job at CSX at 18. Um, like I said, you know, I rose up through the union pretty quickly, um, you know, had a track inspector job. Um, and my plans from there were just to kind of get my degree and move into management um, and then just kind of, you know, try to work my way up that ladder. So so it was the plan at that point in time was I'm going to go to Taos and get my degree, work my tail off at CSX to prove myself. Once I have my degree, that may open up some additional opportunities within CSX. Yep. And then basically climb that corporate ladder, I guess, I guess for lack of a better word. Yep. And when, and if I remember correctly, like um, this wasn't like a ten or twelve dollar an hour job. Like when when you're when you're looking at potentially making a a switch to real estate full time, you were making pretty good money at I mean at a young age, weren't you? Yeah. Yep. Like. Roughly, what do you think that was at that point in time? Uh, so my first year, I started in October, uh, but I never had a full year at the railroad where I didn't make ninety grand or better. Okay, so ninety grand. I mean, and, and that at a young age, that, I mean, that's a lot of money. I mean, that that's a. So what was that? You know, because I know a lot of people that um, get into real estate or in real estate have a dual career. What was the mindset like? What was the? I mean, I'm sure some people probably told you you're crazy. Like this, this is not a smart decision, Shaq. You've got. <laughs> You've got the path laid out for you. Um, it, what was that? What, like, what's going through your mind as you're debating, like, is this really the right thing to do? Is it not the right thing to do? Like, how do you walk away? Um, so, like I said, I had a lot of time to think about it and think about, 
uh, was the career that I was in, is that something that I wanted to do for a long time? So I think in my mind, I kind of played that back and forth a lot. Um, and then, you know, we had our conversation. I started to take real estate a little bit more serious. Um, and when, when I started to do the math on like what I needed to support myself and like to have enough in savings long enough to be able to make a transition, um, it started to feel a little bit more realistic. So I think at the time, uh, me and you sat down, was it like a three or a five year plan? And then I ended yeah, up quitting like plan. the next like year and a half, um, I think after that. Yeah, it's interesting to look back at, um, and, and I think that's the most fascinating thing about like any type of goal setting. Sometimes when you look back at where your mindset was at that point in time, it's like, whoa, wh what was I thinking back then? Because, yeah. you know. Um, it was also a good like, window though it was a good period of time so i think at that time i was 24 25 ish um my wife had just graduated from nursing school um so we went from we paid all of our college tuition out of pocket we only took um a loan for her last semester uh, but as we were going through school because i was making money at csx um, i was using that money and um just kind of like a program they had where they would, you know, help fund with like books and things like that. So um, I was taking advantage of that program and just using that money to pay our way through. Um, so we didn't have like a ton of bills. Um, I bought my house early. So yeah, um, you bought your first house at a young age, right? Yeah, at nineteen. So Ni nineteen, you bought your first house. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I bought that house early. So we had the mortgage payment. Um, but other than that, we didn't really have any crazy bills. Um, and then we went from putting a bunch of money out to pay for college to, uh, she was a licensed nurse now, she's an RN, she's making some money. It just made sense, it was the perfect time. Um, I didn't have kids. I just kind of looked at it like, okay, if I fall flat on my face in real estate, like um, I'll give this thing five years and then at you know 30 years old, if it's not looking good, then I still got some railroad experience, I have a degree now, like I could always go back. You, you know, back then, and I, uh I remember like we had uh, when you uh, in, in Brenton and a lot of us were in, in Reckon, we had the opportunity to meet uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. And, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk talks a lot about, especially for younger people, like you've got plenty of time, like, like go out and try and do whatever you want to do at a young age because it's easier. Who cares? Did that have any impact on the way that you were thinking or were you not even, I'm just curious, like, did that weigh anywhere, like just having the ability to talk to him? And, and we're listening to a lot of Gary V stuff back then. Um, I still do now, but did that resonate anywhere with you? Or were you just not in that thought process yet? Um, I've always been a little sped up, like in my mind, just like, it, like a lot of other people, I think, um, you know, you got in your mind, like, by the age of like 30, I'm going to have like this, this, and this. So in some ways it did resonate, but at the same time, I've always kind of felt pressure to do and accomplish things and create. So that first year in real estate, I'm guessing you did not make $90,000. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was that? Because that, that first year, and I actually think it's probably like the first six to nine months like that's the real that's the struggle zone like because that's the place where it's like wow i'm putting in the work i'm putting in the work i'm putting in the work but you may not necessarily be seeing the money yet what kept you going 
Um, because there's probably a lot of external pressure too. Like, what are you doing? Like, why is this? You know, you just left a career where you're making really good money. Now you're not making as much money early on. Like, what kept you going? Uh, so, a couple different things in there. Um, I would say, one, when when I did quit the railroad, like I'm very, I'm very good about keeping my thoughts my thoughts, um, and then you know taking opinions and um, you know feelings from other people around me that care, but like understanding that they're coming from a place where they want the best for me and they think that they're giving me the advice that um, is best for me. But at the same time, I'm living my own life. Um, and, you know, the, the only person I feel like I really have to consult is my wife. Um, and so, you know, when we sit down and we talk about things and we come up with a plan, we just kind of run with that. Um, you know, I don't, I didn't even talk to my dad uh, when I quit the railroad. He helped me uh, get the job there. Um, and I didn't talk to him because I didn't want to have the conversation about. I could only like, imagine that. So guy. I just did it, and then. <laughs> like, oh, by the way, I quit and, and let him know afterwards. Yeah, which. What did uh, he say? I not, don't. I don't remember. Not not that much, really. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember what the original question was. I just I know I talked to Tiff at the time, um, and I said. Like, are you scared? Like, are you scared for me to do this? Like, what are you thinking? And she said, no, you always figure it out. So, And I think that's, that's 100% true. So that was enough. Um, yeah, I, I remember you and I having conversations, like, um, and, and it wasn't like, are you, are you scared? But it's more along the lines of, am I going, is this, and I'm, and I think I kind of said the same thing. Like you'll figure it out because yeah. that's who you are as a person. I mean, even when you, I remember early on. I think you were had just graduated or were getting ready to graduate from Towson. And, um, and I want to be very, very clear. Before you made that leap from the the railroad to real estate full time, you were still spending. It was like, I'm going to work 40 hours a week at the railroad. And you were probably working another 30 to 40 hours a week in real estate before you made the leap. Yeah. And, yep. and so I, mean, I remember, um, heck, I remember, I think I remember one night where we had, we had a couch in a room and I think you had <laughs> crashed. I mean, cause I think you were, I think you were getting at that point in time about three to four hours of sleep Yeah. Yep. because you were basically working, you know, 16 hour days yeah. and <clears throat> And anyone that has that type of, um, I think, work ethic, yeah, they're going to figure it out. And I think that's a kudos to you um, because you were very, very driven and motivated that there's not going to be any other option. I'm going to make it work. What have you – like that, that first year in real estate, first two years in real estate, like – what were the biggest challenges that you think that you had to overcome? Um, so the, I'd say the main challenges that you have to overcome is people don't trust you yet. You know what I mean? You just got a real estate license. Um, you know, I made my post on Facebook like, Hey, I'm a licensed realtor in the state of Maryland, but people don't really trust you. 
um, until they see that um, you have like a certain amount of you know production or you've done it a couple times. Um, like there were some early adopters uh, that I'm super appreciative for people like Matt McDavid and um, just like a lot of like uh, my friends that trusted me early. Uh, Mike down the street for me, he let me list his house and knew I've never listed a property before. Uh, you have those people, but in the beginning, there's a whole lot less of that. Um, and I really grew my business from friends of friends and through like my sphere of influence. So in the beginning, I would say personally, that was the toughest part. It's that people don't necessarily trust you yet to do the transaction with you. And so you got to hustle and figure out ways to get deals under early mm -hmm. um, until that starts to kind of kick in and people trust you some more. And, and just so people that are watching us know, because um, not everybody may not understand what 30 under 30 means, but uh, I want to make it clear what last year. So last year, I think, was your fifth year, fourth year, in, fourth or fifth year in yeah. real estate. Um, actually, I think it was your fourth. Yeah. yeah. Um, your fourth full year. How many units did you close last year? 49. 49 units. Okay. Mm -hmm. So validity there. That's not like, okay, well, he struggled, he struggled, he struggled, and he's still struggling. Like last year's 49 units uh, in your fourth year of real estate. And every year, if you look back at that trajectory, every year you've seen growth. I mean, what would you attribute that growth to? And um, other than just hard work. So we know that you work hard. So other than hard work, what do you think you've learned along the process that you can share with other people? So I'd say definitely find a mentor. Um, I, I think that that's above and beyond the most important thing that you can do when you start. Um, and a mentor can be a lot of different things. It could be a person, it could be a book, um, it could be uh, models that you plug into. Um, you need to find someone that, someone or something that you trust enough to be able to go in on. Um, and what I mean by that is like, um, you know, when you get in, you might want to shoot podcasts to lead generate. You might want to uh, door knock, whatever it is, right? There's a model out there, um, and there's someone that's kind of like done it before you. Um, I'm always a person that has to trust that person or that process first. So I would I would give the advice that you want to find that person or process or whatever it is for you that you trust, um, and then. Once you trust it, you gotta you gotta do the work. So find, basically, find a model. Where yeah. where do I want to go? Um, find somebody or something. Yep. It could be a book that shows you the path, and then just apply the effort towards doing it. Yeah. Yep. Now that sounds really really easy. So there's a lot of bumps in the road along the way. Um, looking backwards, anything that you wish you would have done differently. Like, what could you have done differently in the last five years? Like, oh, if I'd have only done that in year two. I would have invested earlier. Invested earlier, yeah. Because yeah. you just bought your first rental property, just closed on it like two weeks ago. Yep. Well, closed on the ago? second week of January. Okay. Yeah, we're done um, with the renovation, um, and we're going to place a tenant, we're hoping, the first week of April. So you bought your first house at 19. How old are you now, Shaq? 29. 29. 
you closed on your second house, I think at 28 actually, because you just turned 29. Yep. Um, and why, why is that? Why was that important to you? Like, why was it important for you to, A, buy your first piece of real estate at 19, and then your second piece, like, what is it about buying real estate? Like, what's the end game there? Um, for me, it's cash flow um, right now. And um, I've been on different sites, bigger pockets, and, you know, all those, you know. And I'm just now learning how I want to create my investment portfolio, like exactly what I want it to look like. Um, but for right now, the most important thing to me is cash flow. Um, and so I'm looking to acquire rentals um, and enough rentals to cover my monthly expenses. Because at that point, I feel like you get ultimate freedom in choosing what you really want to put your time into. Um, so like for me, um, starting the leadership journey some, um, I'm really on the fence about do I want to like double down and sell 75 houses next year or do I want to focus on something else? Um, and I think that there's money tied to, to both of those things. Um, you know, when you're invested in people, like sometimes it doesn't come back right away. It's a long term investment. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's like balancing the right now money with like money that uh, might come to you later um, and just having those investments allows me to be able to choose based off of what I feel um, and what I feel most connected to as opposed to I have to close this to be able to like do these things. Yeah. So freedom, basically freedom. Yeah. I mean, freedom of choice, freedom of time, freedom of um, it allows you to uh, less stress. I mean, if you know that your monthly uh, expenses are covered by passive income, then you're not going to feel stressed out about. And I think when you don't have that stress, it, you have more clarity on on whatever you want to do. Yeah, um, and I, my daughter's on the way. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> we'll be here May 28th. Um, and so I think that's really what pushed me over the hump uh, mentally because I've helped people build big rental portfolios twice now at this point. So this is a key, this is a key to anybody out there in the audience, because I think a lot of us in the real estate business, we work with, or we come across investors that we're helping source deals to. And I remember you, you coming to me one point in time, you're like, hold on, this is, this is backwards. <laughs> like, why am I using my expertise and knowledge to help other people build wealth? Well, it's not actually like why I'm doing that because that's what I want to do. Um, like going forward, um, and you asked me like what are what are some of the things that like I would have done differently. Uh, part of that is like doubling down on my sphere um, and helping like people that like I've helped to purchase properties understand um, why they should be investing in real estate or how they can use real estate as part of their investment portfolio with maybe like stocks or whatever they're putting their money into, right? Like just see real estate as an option and learn how you can use it to, to grow your investment portfolio. I feel like if I would have done that earlier, I would have more of a community uh, that I connected with at this point. Like I love this fear-based business. I love working with friends and friends of friends and helping them achieve their goals. Um, you know, that's one of the things I would have done earlier too. So not only build a community of and help other people achieve their goals of, or building wealth through real estate. But 
you also being in that game, Correct. like where you're doing it as well. It's not right. I'm. It's not just helping them. It's helping putting an oxygen mask on myself right. while helping them as well. Yeah. And I think your goal that like this year is to buy um, buy ten additional properties. Correct. And how did you come up with that number 10? Why did that, why 10? Why not 12? Why not three? Yeah, because at 10, um, if I'm able to save on average $500 uh, per door a month after I have my set asides, repairs, CapEx, vacancy, all that stuff, after the set asides, if I can have $500 per door, um, then I look at that, it's $5,000 per month. and then at that point, you know, that should help to cover the mortgage on the next house um, and then all of the basic expenses. Um, and then again, it just comes back to like having the freedom at that point to choose, you know, how I want to work. Um, like I mentioned, my daughter is coming. So um, to make sure that I spend time with her, uh, to, to make sure that my wife feels supported, um, you know, at home. Uh, so like all of those things are super important to me. I mean, I feel that real estate investing is the quickest way for me to get that freedom and then really design what the rest of my life looks like from there. So it, it sounds like almost like a, a very similar process that you went through when you made the leap from CSX to real estate. You started with some sort of plan, worked backwards, reverse engineered that, and then found a model to help you get there. So I, I imagine that you didn't just say, I'm gonna go out and just buy a piece of real estate. Did did you you found a mentor, found a model? And I think the person actually happened to be one of your clients, and you yep. you were helping them find properties. Yep. Um, and then it's like, okay, great. Here's the model. Here's how it works. And now you just need to apply that effort to that model with the ultimate goal in mind of I need to have X amount of cash flow per month. Yeah, it goes back to getting past that mental block, um, and. Brian Valdivia, um, he's a very good friend of mine's. Um, I think he's purchased what, 36 rental properties like over the last 12 months. Um, and like you said, like he started, you know, we sat down and we had a consultation. I gave him what I knew um, and he just developed great systems behind that. Um, and so I was kind of able to plug into his system a little bit um, and he kind of helped take a lot of the stress out of it. Um, and help me get to the first rental. Um, so from there, like when that mental block's removed, it's like, okay, like <laughs> we, it's, you know what I mean? It's behind me and so uh, gas pedal. So our, our wives are friends and you just mentioned a word that um, we're forbidden to ever talk about <laughs> when we're around them and it's systems. Yep. Um, and I, I know for years and, um, you know, uh, I'd be talking to you at eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, two in the morning. And Nicole or Tiff are like, what are you all talking about? And we're like, systems, 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 systems. And it got to the point where they're like, if we ever hear the darn word systems again, but you just mentioned it again, why are systems so important? Because I don't, I don't think, I think, um, some people think that you can create a system and then it's done. The system never changes again. Yeah, nope. <laughs> um, but why are systems so, cause I know they are important to you. You, you're a big fan of systems and models. Show me the system, show me the model. Why is that important in business specifically in real estate or real estate investing? Uh, systems are important because they're leverage. Um, if you, 
just kind of complete something like let's say that you're going to do a renovation and like you don't have um you know the these are the materials that i use these are the paint colors that i use if you don't have a system about that i think that it slows you down in a way that's not necessarily helpful um systems um in a real estate sales business are extremely important because um, it adds automation to repetitive tasks it allows you to be able to focus your time on the stuff that really matters being in front of your clients and advising them on how to get what they want um, so systems are really everything um, yeah so if freedom Tiff, if time Tiff and Nicole are watching systems I think systems are always evolving because you're always evaluating a system we just won't talk to them about it but I think it's it's a constant and never-ending process of evaluating, analyzing, and improving systems that you have because business and industries are always changing. Um, it's really, really interesting because you know you have a system. Sometimes you may think you have it. Like you came to me one point in time and uh, you asked me, it was about going on listing presentations and you were like, what's the system behind this? And I think my response at that point in time was, so I was, uh, I would say unconsciously incompetent as to what you were even saying. Cause I, in my head, I'm thinking, well, what do you mean? I, I say this, I do that. And the people sign a listing agreement and you're like, that's not a model. And you, you actually got really frustrated, but I honestly had no idea what you were talking about. It, it, like it, in my head, it made no sense as to what you were asking me. When we started to grow the team, though, it became very, very, very clear, oh, this is what Shaq's talking about, because I think at one point in time, we had 20 plus agents. And if you asked any one of those agents how we take a listing, you would have got 20 different answers. Yep. Yep. And I was like, oh, this is a system. A system can be applied to every single, how do you do what you do so that it can be replicated and then scaled? Because if you have a system or a model, that's what can allow you to go from buying two rental properties to 200 rental properties because it's just the same system over and over and over again. And not only can you do that, but now you can teach someone else how to do that because you have a system. So what systems, um, and actually I, I kind of don't want to talk more about systems because our wives will get upset. Let's just say that I think systems I've learned from you how critical systems are to scale any business. And you should be asking yourself, if you're in real estate, what is my system for doing what I do such that I can teach someone else how to do it? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're dealing with it on the team right now. Um, systems are always evolving, um, and sometimes it's frustrating for the agents, but uh, it's done to improve the experience for the client. And, you know, as business owners and partners, like we are – we are employees to our agents. Um, and so though it's evolved, yeah, there are we, clients, try to, yeah, we try to remind them that, um, you know, it's all for the better and it's, it's going in a consistent direction at least. Yeah. Um, so, so you, you're, you're an agent, um, your, your career is moving forward. 
and you bought your first investment property and now you're getting into a, a point where it's like succeeding through other people like how do you lead uh, which we can call leverage but what is that journey like because i think that's i think that's a whole nother challenge like that's uh I, i'm still learning that myself um, at some point in time you get to the point where you can sell 20 30 40 houses you've got good systems behind that it's like, what's the next step? And now you've got to go through a whole nother learning experience of leading other people. What has that journey been like? Hard. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and not because of the people. The people are awesome. Um, I think that where I am in my leadership journey, it's, it's growing into who you need to be. It's getting better at all of the small things that, you know, when you're worried about yourself and your own business, you can, you can afford for things not to, you know what I mean? But when you're working with and for other people, um, you got to master your calendar. Uh, you got to, you know, which is tough. That's a skill set. I mean, that that's hard. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's all these, things uh, from a personal development standpoint that I think that you have to go through, um, especially while trying to maintain uh, being a producing agent. So it's more work um, and then also going into it, having to become a different person. Um, I think that it's challenging, challenging for yeah. sure. Yeah. And, and I think that's ultimately a whole nother uh evolution of life I mean and uh, when your daughter's born like the, the funny thing about kids is I don't maybe I just don't think in terms of systems I'd love to know if there's a great systems for ra raising kids <laughs> um, and I I don't think there is because I read all the books but people are people and sometimes people don't just fall into a system because you're dealing with personalities you're dealing with emotions and you're dealing with those things um, but I do believe that leading other people, being a parent is basically leading other people, how to make smart decisions. Um, leading a real estate team is helping other agents make smart decisions, uh, leading them to make smart decisions. Uh, being a fiduciary for a client is nothing more than helping them make smart decisions, leading them to make smart decisions as it pertains to real estate. Yeah, and I think it's something you got to want to do, right? Uh, Tell me more about that. Because it's hard and because it's so challenging, it's something that really has to be in you. Um, and, like, what I mean by that is at this point, um, again, I love working with my clients, friends, family. Um, but at this point, um, I get a lot more enjoyment out of talking to Vince, Jen, Evan, um, seeing their production, um, you know, sitting down with them at the beginning of the year and they put a goal up there and they're like, this is a stretch. Um, and then meeting weekly and having the conversations about, hey, you're on track for like this stretch goal. Um, and I think that um, a lot of us, no matter how much success you go through, um, there's that like head noise of like, am I doing enough? Um, am, am I doing, you know, am, am I going to hit my goals? Um, and it's, fun for me um, to help them through that um, and to see them get those wins. So I think that especially in the beginning because I, I think it's gonna it's gonna take away from some of your production and your focus in like other areas, um, you gotta 
be you got to want that. Like you got to want to lead other people to be able to make it to the end of that journey. You know, it, it's almost sounds, um, you know, I think in this industry, there's this almost like a, a myth. Okay, I'm an agent, uh, then, and I'm doing very, very well, because I hear this from a lot of people. And then, okay, well, I, I, I guess I have to start a team now because that's just like, it's almost like, a, okay, I got married. I guess the next step is to buy a house, or I guess the next step is to have a baby. Like, and I, I, I sometimes wonder if people are consciously making the decision of they, they're starting a team because that's what's in them. Because I think what happens, I think it's very similar when you first get into real estate. There's this period of time where there's a struggle. Like it's, it's, and then you can go backwards and say, okay, is this really worth my time? Like, because you could always go out and just sell more houses. Yeah. Like you can, so I, I almost think that there's this period of time when someone's getting ready to start a team or start trying to succeed through others where they may actually take a step backwards in order to take two steps forward. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I, and, and you have, like you alluded to, it's gotta be in you to want to do that because you are making a sacrifice. Yeah, I think it comes back really to, again, um, taking a second to figure out what do you want. Um, so if selling, you know, 75, 100 houses is important to you because you just like the, the, the game of selling houses or um, you just like helping people and that's where you feel alive, you should continue to do that. Um, but I think that, like, and this is the way that I try to help the agents as well, um, self-discover what they want. Because on our team, we don't, uh, there's there's a, a, a minimum, right? There's a number, like, you have to do this many transactions to be with us. But we don't tell the agents on our team, uh, we need you to do 30 deals this year. Um, like, we have a conversation with them about um, how much money do they want to make. Um, and what are what are they going to use that money to do? Like, what what is the purpose of that money in their lives? Um, and so, when you have to go through the hard stuff of like making the phone calls or like doing the follow up, um, there's there's a purpose behind it. Um, and I think that as you go through your career and you start to dip and dabble in some of these other things, leadership, um, you know, you got to ask yourself how much money do I need to make? How much money do I want to make um, to you know, feel comfortable doing these other things? So I, I think what you alluded to, and, and I don't want to go down the uh, bunny trail of, but some people call it like, what's your why? Like, it's got to be driven by something bigger than, um, and I think that can come out, and, and there's courses that people can take in classes that I, I know we're, you attended uh, something called QL probably 15, 20 times. Um, and we can get into that on another time. But I think that that course um, is really designed to help people self-discover like, okay, why am I doing what I'm doing? What's the end game that I'm trying to play and how do I work backwards to achieve that? And, and I think that's important, like when you're starting a real estate business or you're even getting into investing, like you started with the end in mind, where do I want to be and how do I reverse engineer it with a system or a model so that I can take action today? Right. And then um, once you, I mean, so you want to set goals throughout that. Um, so yearly goals, five-year goals, 
And then when you get to a place, you know, that's that's what I was saying. You got to figure out what do you want next and what's important to you. Hey, Jeff, I know this is uh, and Jeff is basically. Uh, oh, he just popped something up, says we have a question from Zoom. Jeff, Jeff's behind the scenes as a producer here. So I was getting ready to ask, like, Jeff, do we have any questions on Zoom? Yeah, let me uh, bring up. David Lauren. What's going on, boss man? <laughs> can you tell uh, Daniel? Can, can you hear hey, Daniel. Um, or, uh, you might need to unmute yourself. Go ahead, Daniel. What's your question, buddy? Awesome. So, Shaq, uh, Daniel, obviously, we met a couple times. Um, I have a couple questions, and I'm not sure the best way to best way to start, but. Uh, um i think i'll just go down the list so um the first question i had is um you know i spent some time with um john on monday um, at a charity event and i kind of asked him what the biggest difference was between successful and unsuccessful agents and and what the response he gave me was being consistent um so i'd like to get your thoughts on what you think about consistency um and then that'll lead into a, a follow-up uh question after that uh so we have a little bit of an echo here jeff all right okay so yeah in terms of consistency i, I would say <laughs> yeah that's the that's the way to get anything done uh whether you want to lose weight or sell houses or do some other thing i think you have to be consistent and uh whatever that effort is um it goes back to what I was saying a couple of minutes ago, find a model, find a mentor, um, find a plan that you can trust and then work the plan and be consistent in it. Awesome. And then so the second question I had, it was, it was kind of touched up upon uh, by John earlier, but I'm going to rephrase it a little. So if you had to start your real estate career uh, being a being a realtor over again, with what you know now, uh, what would you do differently? In terms of real estate sales or just overall? Yeah, so just realtor sales, um, being an agent specifically, I, I caught that part about uh, investing earlier. I probably would have made more outbound prospecting calls earlier on. Uh, early on in real estate, I focus mainly on sourcing investment deals and at that time, you could <laughs> you could still find investment deals on the MLS. Um, you know, everything wasn't as crazy as it is right now. Um, so I spent a lot of time just sourcing investment deals. I probably would have made prospecting calls um, earlier. Um, I would have focused on an area earlier. Um, and I, I would say that those are the main things. So basically, um, maybe more more effort because your business is basically 100 not 100 probably 90 percent database driven yep so what you're what i heard you say is that you probably would have added um would have built a bigger database build a bigger database <laughs> through prospecting yep um and uh then the second thing was uh, probably started a farm earlier correct yep. so and then the prospect 
bleh, prospecting efforts would have probably been designed around that farm. Correct. So that you could not only build a database, but even possibly find investment deals. Like it, so it just feeds uh, multiple different avenues uh, by doing one activity. Yeah, farming is just mainly uh, doing those prospecting activities in a specific area. So it's not doing anything different. It's just being more focused and more consistent. Okay, um, that that's great. And the last question I have, uh, at least for right now, is um, I heard you're you're trying to do ten properties this year, a um, couple rental properties. Um, what what are your thought processes on why you went residential and trying to scale one or two uh, up to ten uh, rental properties this year versus going straight into a a larger commercial asset such as like a you know, five unit plus small multifamily uh, dwellings. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? It's just what I know. Um, it's what I'm familiar with. Uh, like I said, from my very first year in the business, I was helping source investment deals uh, for residential investment deals for clients. So it just makes sense to me. Um, I understand it enough. The, the main reason why I took so long to get into it was just that mental block of you know, whatever was holding me back. Cause you're, you're relatively, you're a relatively risk averse person. Correct. Like, man, right. You, you do not like to take risks for the most part. No. Like if I, <laughs> like, uh, we, we've been to the, we've been to two casinos multiple time and it's like, dude, why would anybody want to do this? Yeah. Like, I don't like to lose <laughs> money on things. So one thing I know about you is, and I think it, it, it's a testament to who you are. You need to know when you know something and you have a model, you can dive into it. But you tend to stick to things that you know. Correct. Like you don't want to dabble in cryptocurrency. You d you're not flipping NFTs. Um, I told you to open an E-Trade account one point in time. I still do believe you should open an E-Trade account, uh, not for the investing aspect, but just to understand that game. Um, but you stick to what you know. And I think Warren Buffett, like, it, you know, who's a... Um, a great model for building wealth. Uh, now his isn't mainly in stocks, but in businesses, he will tell you like, I invest in what I know. And I have a, I have a client, um, a great client that I just saw his face, but the TV went out for a second. Um, and I know I've learned a lot of things from him and there he is right there. And he, he, he invests in what he knows. Like he, he and he's done that for years and He's got very hard guidelines of um, that he tends not to cross, and like as it pertains to like investment deals, like one thing I, I shared this with you like two weeks ago. Um, like uh, David says said one thing to me, and he was like, "If I have to second guess it, it's probably not a good idea." And you were you were questioning an investment deal. I'm like, <laughs> David said, "If I have to think twice about it, it's probably not a good idea." Yeah, um, and I'm risk averse for now, I think. I think that like my mind's always been build the foundation first. Um, so once I do get to the point that I have those 10 rentals and I got that monthly cash flow coming in and I feel good about that on top of the real estate sales that I'm doing, um, at that point, I'm more open to putting my money into other things, cryptocurrency and that kind of stuff. Makes sense. I think David had a question. I think David had a question. David's probably like, aren't you supposed to be running comps for me right now? 
Jack, what are the three three things that you do on a daily basis to keep you motivated? To keep me motivated? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I wake up with motivation, but I would say like the three things that I do uh, like consistently like, to keep me within rhythm um, is I need to go to the gym. I think everybody that like knows me knows I have to have my gym time. Um, I wake up around four o'clock, try to get to the gym by five, five thirty. Uh, that way that I can have as much time as I need to be able to get ready for the day. So I would say the gym is something that's super consistent. Uh, meditation is something that I picked up um, in December and I meditate every single day. So I think that that helps keep me um, in kind of like the clear space, uh, keeps me in gratitude, uh, reminds me of uh, you know my, my intentions and those things that I think that are important. Um, and then the third thing I do every day that keeps me motivated, I would say, I would say it's having conversations with other people. Um, just, you know, I, I think that there's something to take from everybody. Um, I think that um, somebody's really good at something. So I'm trying to learn from people every day. Like I've, I've called you a couple times and um, I, I just try to find something that I can get from somebody every day. I'm not extremely social, uh, but when I am, you know, social one-on-one is kind of like my best setting. Um, you know, I'm really trying to get something out of them that I can take with me. You know, Thanks. one other thing that I think is very, very, um, and, and, and we're not going to get on into this, but from the time that I met you, you're really, really clear about what you want your life to look like. I mean, and you've always been very, very clear and having kids and the environment that you're going to the life that you want to provide for your children, like hair standing up in my arms, because that, for that, that's at your core. Um, and the, so I would venture to guess that that is like, there's nothing stopping me from what I'm going to do here. And that probably pushes you in a lot of different ways. Yeah. It feels like it's coming, you know, full circle. Like I've been thinking about what I wanted you know, my kids life to look like and what I wanted my time to look like, um, you know, when they were here since I was too early to be thinking about kids, really 14, 15 years old. Yeah. Cause you were talking about kids at like 22 years old. I'm like, man, like, you know, 22, like a lot of 22 year olds are thinking about, <laughs> they're thinking about a lot of other things other than what is my life going to look like as a father or as a husband? Because I mean, you've, I mean, you've been married for three years, I think. We'll, yeah, we'll be yep, three years. Going on three. But you've been with Tiffany for a while. I mean, ever since I've known you. It'll be 10 years in next month. Ten. So so your core to your commitments and what and, – and I think that's something like you're clear on wh where you want to go and you're very, very clear in your commitments to other people. And I think that drives you in a lot of ways. And I don't know if – you know, it's interesting, David, that you bring that up because you and I have conversations about things like that, like what motivates people. And I and I, I often wonder, like, can you motivate someone that is not motivated? 
and everyone's motivated to a certain degree, but I just think that their motivation levels are just different. Um, I've always been, I think much like you, Shaq, and I know definitely like you, David, like I work, like I, I, that's what I do. I work like, and I, I'm fortunate enough to love what I do and I love the game. Like David, you and I talk about that. Like it's for the love. It's not even necessarily the money. It's the game. It's the oxygen. It's what feeds me every single day. So I can't imagine a day where, but see, that's, that's clear to me. And I think for other people, it's like their games are just different than, than our games sometimes. 30 under 30. So uh, the um, there's a voting process here. And how can people, Jeff, are we going to drop that in the comments? Yep, it's in the We're going to drop, we'd appreciate that uh, if you watch this, if you tuned in live or you, you see it afterwards, I'd love, uh, and I'm sure Shaq would appreciate like a vote <laughs> definitely um <laughs> so that there's gonna be a link that we're gonna drop where you can it's in the the chat right now there's a link in there that you can vote for Shaq. um when does the when does that end Shaq? uh i think it's friday so i seen tomorrow. something that said the 21st but i think it actually ends tomorrow and you can vote every day uh from multiple ip addresses or correct. multiple so every ip address uh you can vote once for so phone computer um, whatever you have, whatever device you have, uh, you can vote once a day from each device today and tomorrow, or maybe through the 21st. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm sure some people want to ask, okay, now what's next? Okay, so you're a dad, you're going to be a dad, you're a husband, you've, so you, you have multiple roles now. Um, investor? Team, team owner, you're building out your own team. Um, anything else that you think is like, okay, well, here's the next phase. Here's the next evolution of Shaquille McRae. Yeah, it's bringing people with me. Um, yeah. I would say is... Always know, been core to you too. Yeah, is, is the next thing. Um, I got a lot of people that are very close to me uh, that I care a lot about. Um, and I think that, you know, they played a major, major, major part and center in me. Um, and I'm very grateful for all of my success, but I just feel like um, until I get to bring some of these people with me, um, I won't truly feel happy at my core. Uh, so that's what's next for me. I'm trying to you know, get these investment properties done this year. Um, to just have more freedom and time to focus on doing more things and helping other people. So basically what I hear, I just go back to it, like it's now it's like um, sharing the gift with others and helping them get what they want, whatever that, whether it's investments or it's succeeding in real estate, succeeding as a parent, succeeding. It's, it's really now paying it forward and succeeding through other people. Helping enough people get what they want and then ultimately you get what you want.